<laughs> Already with the coffee. Welcome to Couple of Vidgets. This is your daily episode by episode podcast where we talk about the show Supernatural. I am your host, Dan, and with me as always is his wife, Penny. And today we're talking about episode 21, Salvation. Yes, we are. Um, we're almost at the end of the season. Um, yeah, I, this whole episode really felt like a season finale to me. I was like, wow. It did. But then at the end, there's a to be continued. So I'm like, oh, I guess there's more. <laughs> right, right. Um, and actually, a little bit of trivia for this. On the recap in the original version, which is why I thought when I originally watched this series, they played that song more than they did. The recap of this episode was the first time they played Wayward Son. The digital, but on the digital versions, they played This is a Calling by Soberskin. Never heard of them. Um, yeah, I was wondering. I thought right. I was going to hear the... And then it's like, oh, I guess they pick, went to that song later? Or just in the digital, do they never play it? Right, and the, they do play it sometimes in the digital. But now I'm going to pay attention to this more because of the fact that when I, like I said, when I first watched the series, I swear to God, they use that at just about every season finale. Yeah. Another point of trivia, this is the first time they use that song when it's not actually the finale. The To Be Continued episode will be the finale of the yeah. season. But I want my wayward son. My <laughs> that really sets the tone for you, the mood. Oh, yeah. Every time I hear that song, I, all I can picture <laughs> in my mind is Sam and Dean. Oh, I've seen you many times put your fist up in the air. And oh, yeah. You start singing along like a nut. Well, that's usually when I've had too many cocktails. But, yes, I've that's true. I've seen this. And then we put on the video. And we got to watch the band sing it. Yeah. <laughs> you are crazy about that song. I am. I love that song. Because it reminds me of Sam and Dean. <laughs> anyway. All right, so uh, another thing that I I noticed, too, about this beginning of the episode was that the recap that they showed it included a lot of information about Meg and the gun, where previous recaps didn't. Right. <laughs> well, they just got the gun in the last episode, so they weren't going to um, be able to recap that before. But, yes, the, the recap was very John, Meg, and the Colt heavy. Yeah, where all the previous recaps were their family backstory. I think they barely touched on that in this recap. Right. They did. They. I guess I they wanted just to... like the first two flashbacks were probably that stuff, and then, um, yeah, the rest was Megan Gun stuff. Right. Right. So we open this episode in Blue Earth, Minnesota, and there is a priest in a church. He's looking through what I assume is the Bible, paging through it. Meg comes in. He's she, flipping through his monthly copy of Penthouse Letters. Right. Meg comes in. Well, we all know this is trouble. Um, she sits down and talks with him. It goes south from there. <laughs> yeah, she. then this is when we see those black eyes, because when she blinks, she flashes the priest like his, the demon black eyes. And then he freaks out like, oh, you can't be in here. And he takes off running down to the basement. Well, he says, yeah, you can't be in here. This is hallowed ground. And she says, oh, please, that's for the minor leagues. We're way beyond that. So to me, that kind of means that Meg is a more powerful demon than your average. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Right. So anyway, as Dan said, uh, the priest runs to the basement, locks himself in. But I loved how many guns he had, too. He opened up like the storage cabinet and it was just filled with weapons. 
Yeah, guns and knives and all that fun stuff. <laughs> I mean, what is that priest afraid of? Jeez. <laughs> uh, obviously, demons. <laughs> well, then we learn later that friends of John Winchester. So, yeah, he must have had like previous knowledge that there's some demons out there. And I need guns, knives, and iron to kill them. Right. I think um, maybe he was a part-time hunter is what I'm thinking. Oh, that makes sense, too, because then he did have, like, all those hunter symbols and stuff on his walls. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. Um, so he grabs a knife, throws it at Meg. She catches it, says she wants to talk about the Winchesters or wants to find the Winchesters. And he says, you know, I haven't heard from John Winchester in a year. And even if I did know where they were, I wouldn't tell you. And she's like, I know. And she slits his throat. Yeah, I'm assuming to set up a trap. Right. It was, yes, definitely. Um, then we cut after commercial to back, we're back in Manning, Colorado. I'm assuming they're still at, at Elkin's house because that's where they were in the last episode. Um, and there's a bunch of stuff, hunter stuff on the walls. And John, yeah, and John's talking to the boys about the backstory about the hunt and how he took got on the trail of this demon and then we learned it was a year ago that he took off so we know how much time has passed since he hasn't been around and now he's back in their life right right the only other um time he was well he was on an episode previously i can't remember which one it was but um other than when they're back in lawrence he was just in the final scene with with missouri he didn't have any contact with the boys then, of yeah. course, last episode with the with the vampires. Yeah, where he's, like, hanging out now. Right. Um, anyway, so what they're doing is they're trying to find this demon. And Dean, or excuse me, John said that the demon had been kind of quiet for about a year, but now is resurfacing and seems to be going after children, you know, when they turn six months old. You know, the... the House on fire, the whole nine yards, what happened to them and Mary? Well, that's then that doesn't make sense. If the demon needs babies that are six months old, why then why how was Jess involved? I think that was just to screw with with Sam. Well, we later John says that um it was Yeah, to that basically the demon was um after Sam. Right. Right. So. Um, and John says there, he, it took him a while, but he did say that there are signs that they know um, when this demon is coming around. Uh, he said it includes cattle deaths, temperature fluctuations, and electrical storms. He said that a week before Mary was killed, that's what happened. And it even happened in, in Palo Alto, California, where Jess died a week before she died. So that's kind of what they were looking for. And based on that information, they decide to go to Salvation, Iowa. Yeah, John's got like a ton of newspaper clippings and stuff. So I guess he's tracking it. And well, we know he's really good at pattern matching past stuff. So right. he, uh, Nostradamus here was finally able to detect something before it happened. Right. Yeah, he did mention that up until this point, he didn't quite get there in time um, before the fires erupted in these houses. So he's hoping that this time they'll be able to stop the demon before anyone else dies. Yep. So, yeah, they're heading. Uh, John, uh, John is in his truck and Sam and Dean are in the Impala following. 
Um, John pulls over. He gets out. Here he got a call from his friend Caleb. The Jim Murphy is dead. And Sam says, Pastor Jim? And yes, I remember that Pastor Jim was mentioned before in another episode. So this was why I think he might be a part-time hunter, oh, but okay. obviously knows the yeah. Winchesters and what oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they do for a living. And he mentioned that there were traces of sulfur that was found, so they know that it was a demon that killed him. Sam and Dean wonder if it was the demon. John said he's not sure, but they're going to find out, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, at this point, I'm thinking that Meg's the, the demon that's been screwing with them the whole time. And then I was like, wait, she's been trailing Sam, and John's been trailing... Like, are they all just following each other around the country? <laughs> you know, if John's trailing Meg, Meg's trailing Sam, Sam and Dean are trailing John. We find out, well, towards the, at the end of the episode, we find out that, no, Meg is not the demon right, that, right, that's right. looking but for. But at this point, this is what I'm thinking. I'm right. Like, are they all three just chasing <laughs> each other around? This is so dumb. <laughs> This is a supernatural human centipede thing going on here. <laughs> so anyway, with, with Pastor Jim dead, um, John's head, he's like, this is it. This ends here. We got to, you know, get this done and over with. And he says that he wants them, him and the boys to look for any child born in the area of Salvation, Iowa, in the past six months because he figures the demon is going to target one of those children. Yeah, and, and luckily... Uh Sam in a little bit here is just going to happen to run into someone that has a six-year-old baby, exactly. Six-month-old baby. Six-month-old, yeah. Well, yeah, they show... Uh, I just thought that was crazy. Just, here, let's go check on little kids. Like, man, it's kind of a creepy task, Dad. Yeah, I guess you would think it would be, but there's a purpose. Because after Sam was, you know, looking over records, he comes out of the building, and all of a sudden he gets a vision. He sees um, the house, part of a nursery creepy clown on the like a what is that a mobile <laughs> yeah but anyway he gets a very strong vision well before that though i mean after they he john talks about this plan to go look for all the six-month-old kids like then once again though it's reflected on how sad he is over jim dying and then like him and dean have a moment where they look at each other and like oh don't go dying on me right right they want to you know Keep watching each other's backs. Do they ever call John Jack? No, they don't. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I never understood that, calling people Jack. <laughs> yeah, how is Jack short for John? Right. I don't know, but <laughs> it is. <laughs> right, because my, my dad had a cousin named Jack. We call him Jack, and his full name was John. But Yeah, my grandpa, everyone called him Jack, but his real name was John. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. So anyway, yeah, Sam has this vision, and in his vision, he hears a railroad, or not, hears a railroad track, hears a train whistle. <laughs> so he knows whatever house he's looking for is by train tracks, um, and sees the woman, and, and so he knows basically what the house might look like, because he sees her looking out the window, so he kind of knows what the outside window would look like. Yeah, he's got these the visions, and at first I was confused. I thought the visions were of the past, of his mom, but it was someone new. No, but, like the whole checking in on a baby and everything in this vision, it was all confusing to me that this was a new thing and not his past. No, and all his visions have been, 
I mean, look at the the visions uh, when the Millers were killed. He had visions of them being killed, and turns out it was the son, Max, who, when he was six months old, his mother died because he was also visited by the demon. So I always knew that Sam's vision were th things to come, not, not his past. Oh, okay. Anyway, so yeah, Sam trots out a handy map that he just happens to have in his backpack <laughs> of the area. How does he know to have that handy? I don't Who know. Who carries a map? Right. <laughs> anyway, he looks on it, sees where the train tracks run through town, heads in that direction. Dean stops and talks to a hot chick at a desk, and I don't think that has anything to do with anything at this point. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> like, literally, he just stops and talks to a hot chick, but then she never reappears. No, she doesn't. She is in a later episode as a different character. Um, and, uh, <laughs> what that's was the point of that? Just, I have no idea. Just because it's gonna, it was showing that Sam was at one location. They showed John pull up to a, a hospital at another location. <laughs> and Dean is trying and, then, and then Dean in a third location trying to find pick, where this... Pick up women. Yeah, well, Dean's always trying to pick up women. Yeah, it was silly. Anyway, so yeah, Sam, eventually his visions get stronger and stronger, and he... Well, and I house. thought, too, then it switches back to Sam having visions and running with his map in his hand. I kind of thought he was, like, homing in, like, where the, where the vision's the strongest. He's like, oh, maybe this park will have stronger visions, because then you see him jog to a park. I don't know. <laughs> it was all very confusing for me. Yeah. I thought he was trying to home in on stronger visions. The editing, it really didn't explain itself to me. No, it really didn't. And I don't think that his vision got stronger <laughs> the closer he got to the... It <laughs> no, just, it did. It got longer and showed more details. It was right. like he was a an running human antenna, <laughs> tuning in on a stronger <laughs> signal. And it was just goofy. Just the look on his face, just him jogging through a park. <laughs> Well, like he a does dog sniffing a squirrel trail. <laughs> well, he does then locate the house, and lo and behold, walking down the street is a woman he saw in his vision pushing a stroller. Yeah, it's, this is just the vision, you know, you know, like the vision detector went off. Yeah, kind of like a homing signal. So yeah, he could yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely. A homing signal. Definitely. Um, and then, so he just zeroes right in on this lady, has a chat with her. It's like, uh, finds out the baby's six months old. And then he starts getting creepy. He's like, you be really careful and watch that child. <laughs> and right then, I'd be like, if I was that lady, I'd be calling the cops. Because then instantly she's like, well, there's my husband. Bye. And quick runs, <laughs> practically runs to her husband. The first thing I'd have done then was point at him and been like, that guy's creepy. Because then <coughs> Sam has more visions. He grabs his head. He starts acting like he's stroking out in the street. Very strange. Right. And actually, Sam does what he does. He does get kind of awkward. When he finds out that the baby is six months old today, so he knows that this is the baby and it's going to be targeted by the demon that night. He does tell her to take care of herself. <laughs> he acts like a total weirdo. He does. He, like I said, I put on him out Sam, uh, awkward. Yeah, he does act like a total weirdo. And that his vision does get stronger and we see the, the mother get, this time get strung up on the ceiling like Mary did. Um, so he knows that, yep, this is the one. Yep. Then we cut back to the hotel, and Sam and Dean are telling John about this vision. And at first, John acts like he didn't 
Oh, he is them. pissed off. He, but he's mad. He's like, uh, what do you mean? He's, the next, why did I just learning about this? The next time your brother has something new happen to him, you pick up the phone and call me. Yeah, and he's like, uh, I do call. You never pick up. Right. Dean's like, oh, we have called. But when we were back in Lawrence, we called. Uh, he says, I'd have a better chance of winning the lottery than having you pick, yeah. answer, or return a phone call. Yeah, I got a friend like that. He always says that whenever I pick up the phone. Oh, so you're picking up the phone today, huh? <laughs> I honestly never pick up the phone unless I know the number. Otherwise, it goes straight to voicemail because I don't want to deal with stupidity. Hey, <coughs> this is why your car, your, uh, car warranty keeps running out. You don't pick up the phone. They call you every day to keep that thing up to date. I know they do. Uh, one of these days, I think that call's gonna, or that car's gonna fall apart. <laughs> car warranty. <laughs> well, anyway, there. Uh, Sam's phone rings while they're in the hotel talking about this vision, and on the other line is Meg, and she wants to talk to John. And Sam's like, "Oh, I don't know where Dad is." It'd have been funny if, right, if like five seconds before the phone rang, Sam just grabs the side of his head, has a quick vision of the phone ringing, and then goes, "Phone's gonna ring." And then it rings, and then Dean would be like, see, I told you he's got powers. <laughs> <laughs> like, just to prove it, that would have been really funny if, like, right then. That would have been funny. <clears throat> anyway, so Meg talks to John, and she says she wants the cult. And she is with John's friend Caleb, threatening his life, and says if he doesn't provide the cult, more and more of his friends are going to die. And tells him that she is the one who happened to kill Pastor Jim. And then, just to be a bit, she kills Caleb by slicing his throat as well. Yeah, but, like, nobody knew that Meg was alive either. Because at first, they're like, who's this? Hey, wait, didn't we push you off a building? Right, yeah. She, what? You're she's alive? Like, <laughs> Are you sure this is the, the same Meg? Like, yeah. They kept, like, asking her to, like, they didn't believe her at first. Right, and that's when... Then they said, oh, to John, oh, you think she's a demon? He's like, well, she's either a demon or possessed by a demon. So I think there are two classes. One, the, one of the classes that the actual body is a demon. The other class is in the case with Meg. It's just a girl named Meg possessed by a demon. Oh, you think so? I th yeah, just based on what happened. Oh, hap she's got bigger powers. I think she would be a corporeal, corporeal demon. I'll never be able to say that word right without sounding like a dork. <laughs> Corporeal. Anyway, so she tells John where to meet her in Lincoln, Nebraska. Talks about a warehouse. And he wants to, she wants him to hand the gun over. He agrees. Yeah, she really wants this gun. She just keeps hassling him for it. She said that basically he, when he acquired the gun, he declared war because... She knows how what this gun can do. Appear apparently, all the supernatural creatures now know what it can do. Words out. Yeah. The supernatural grapevine moves fast, I'm <laughs> telling you. Unbelievable. Okay, let's see. So they, John comes up with this plan to have a fake. He's not really going to take the real gun. Talks it over with Sam and Dean. They kind of think it's a dumb idea. They would like to all just stick together and fight one battle or the other and not do both in one night right they are not happy john's that. plan was idiotic too i was like uh if they're demons don't they have like powers and i'm like oh they'll probably just shoot one of them to test it <laughs> and then i was like oh 
<laughs> Spoiler alert, that yeah. might happen. One thing, though, about this, um, yeah, Dean brings the other colt, gives it to John. And when John hands the real colt over, he says, now be careful, there are only four bullets left. Make every shot count. I would like to say, point of order, there should have been six bullets left. Yeah, I was wondering about this bullet count. So did maybe John pocketed two of them for a rainy day. I don't know. I don't think because of the fact that 13 are made, half dozen were used. That leaves seven. John used one to kill the vampire. There should have been six bullets left, but apparently now there's only four. So they have to make every shot count. And these are special bullets. Without the these bullets, the gun is just uh, another gun. Pretty much worthless when hunting the supernatural. Yeah, this is then he lays out the rule that you must shoot these bullets out of this gun for it to do anything he didn't say he didn't say that in the last one no he i know that they made special bullets like i get that but he didn't actually specify only these bullets kill anything right he didn't at all just yeah the other but in this one they clarified it they do clarify that you know once these bullets are gone this is just a, uh, a normal gun and your sol go yeah. ahead i gotta go grab my soda i'm oh, okay. coughing here well so John gives the boys basically a pep talk and leaves. And then it switches tonight. And John pulls up to a factory. Um, he looks up and he sees a water tower. So we figure he's going to go up there and stake it out. Um, what's funny is everything is like steamy and drippy. Like it's a working factory, but it's at night and there's not a single person around. And I was. I was thinking, like, wouldn't they turn the lights off and shut the machines off? You wouldn't just leave hot steam pipes going all night. I wouldn't think so. Oh, well, I think the night light, the night light would be on for security reasons. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how creepy factories work, though. Maybe they do leave the steam on all night. Maybe they do. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the third shift was just on a break. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right. It looked pretty abandoned. And now, starting from here in the show, it flips back and forth between uh, John's battle and the boys' battle. Because next we see the boys are waiting outside of that baby house that uh, Sam was creepy at earlier and waiting for the demon. And they, they turn into, like, it turns into, like, a buddy cop show. They're just sitting there. And they get start talking like it's their last night out on a stakeout. They're like, oh, won't it be nice when all this is over? What are we going to do with our time? They're like talking like this is the end of the hunt. It's just one last stakeout, and then they go back to normal life. Well, they figured it was going to be one last stakeout for that demon anyway. Because, yeah, say we're, Sam especially was talking about, you know, I want to thank you, Dean, for everything I always have on my back. And Dean's like, whoa, no one's dying here tonight except for that demon. What's funny is while they're sitting in the car, too, um, Sam is so much shorter in the car than Dean. But when they're walking, Sam is taller. But he, like, crouches down or slouches in the car. So he can barely see his head. Like, it's just his head above the dash. No, that's not true. <laughs> you don't see any shoulders or anything? Like, get him a booster seat. <laughs> like a little old lady behind the steering yeah, wheel. All I see is hands on a steering wheel. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically you. Well, Jared like, is sit like... upright, dude. Jared Padalecki is like three inches taller than Jensen Knuckles, so... I yeah, well, he must slouch down, but I think he slouches too much. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to get comfortable <laughs> after sitting there for so long on that stakeout. 
<laughs> what if what if he had just laid his his side of the seat down flat and had a blanket and a pillow? <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> Trying to get sleep. No, that's what you do on <laughs> long road trips. <laughs> oh yeah, man. The best time to sleep. Um well then we see uh it flips back to John and we see Meg showing up at the factory and John climbs up even t- higher and uh opens up the water tower. I'm like, yeah, he's going to make holy water. It's all drippy and steamy already. This is a perfect uh holy water situation. Right, so he throws in the rosary that he had with him, does an incantation over the water and boom, I guess it's magically holy water. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I'm not Catholic. I was just going to ask you your thoughts on holy water, but wow, you're ignorant to the topic, it seems. Well, I understand it, but I do, I mean... How do you make it? You don't know? Yeah, what makes water holy? You know, is it just a prayer with a rosary, or and does it really do any good? I mean, is it just more symbolic that that's something Catholics believe in and no one else, or do other religions believe in holy water? And what exactly does it do? Well, I think in like the Jewish religion, there's like some families have two different dishwashers depending on what they washed or ate on the plates. Like the plates can't even intermingle for some religious reason. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, like strict Jewish households. They have like two separate water supplies or something. I'll have to look that up. I've never heard that before in my entire life. All right, well, we'll look that up and we'll report back on it. Either either that or I completely misread a Wikipedia <laughs> at some point. Oh, you trust that as your, your source, your reliable source? Hey, everyone else does. Right. Why shouldn't I? <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's more stakeout talk. Then they flip back after the holy water's made to Sam and Dean, and there's more stakeout talk. It's right. It's just like... I was waiting for them to be cracking peanuts and sipping on a beer. <laughs> then we cut back to John. Yeah, Meg finds John. And Meg really wants the gun. And brings in a new dude. Well, first John's like, "How do you know I'm not going to just shoot you with it?" And she's like, "Oh, trust me, there's more than just." Me. Yeah, but then she only brings like one other dude. I thought she was going to bring like a half dozen guys. Yep. You know, more than. At least one more person than the number of bullets that they got. <laughs> right, right. But she just brings in one dude. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess if he had the real gun, he'd use two bullets, leave two left. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, John hands the, the gun over to Meg, and she looks at it. She's like, so this is the Colt, huh? And he's like, yeah. You know, Fat Negan should have called her out on that, too. Should have, like, when she... Because she's so braggadocious about it oh it's more than just me and then he should have been like oh there's two of you he <laughs> really should have called her out on it no he was probably afraid for his life um so anyway yeah then she hands it over to the other demon and he looks at it and shoots meg <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just like you shot me i can't believe you just shot me well i thought meg was gonna shoot the other guy i'm like oh that's why I- she brought him with is to test the gun right that's yeah that's what you would assume assumed but no he shoots meg and so they know the gun's a fake and john tries to say hey i've never used it before i didn't know it wouldn't work just so our listeners know meg didn't die but she seemed hurt she seemed and pissed at the same time (laughs) i like the whole idea too like well what if that was a real gun (laughs) 
Yeah. Oops, a poopsie. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, Back to John and or Sam and Dean. Well, first of all, you know, they hear a noise or, or something gets Meg's attention. And at that time, John runs out. So he kind of tries to escape. Yes, now we're back to Sam and Dean. And their car radio freaks out. Then it switches back to John. And he's running. And grabs a pipe and starts spraying. And then he just like sprays holy water at their feet to keep them back. I was like, grab a cup. Throw it at them. Like, what are you doing just spraying it at their feet to keep them back? Well, but if they were to, they would have had to walk through that stream of holy water to get to him. Yeah. Why didn't he attack them with the water? Instead of using the water as a shield... Why not use it as an offensive weapon to hurt them back? Because of the fact that that it, it was smarter the way he used it because of the fact that gave him time to get away. Whereas if he stood there throwing holy water on it, yeah, they'd start steaming and sizzling, but it wouldn't have done any good other than that. It wouldn't have killed them. Yeah, it was better know. that he used it as he a... have found a fire hose someplace and sprayed them. There you go. That, that might have worked. You never it's know. The, and what was that hose that just randomly blew water into the hallway eh, i don't know what factory do factories have that depends on what the factory is manufacturing i think i have I think no this factory idea produces leaky pipes <laughs> <laughs> and the whole place is a showroom right <laughs> anyway other than the static on the radio they notice lights flickering in the house and so they know that the the demon's close sam dean running the house and what happened back to john running yeah, so they're back to Sam and Dean. They run in the house, and what happens? But the husband attacks Dean. <laughs> Get out of my house. Switch back to John running. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it goes back and forth. It does. So it far. does go back and forth lots. Um, the husband tells his wife to get the baby, and Sam says, oh, don't go in the nursery. Then Dean just knocks the husband out, and he's had enough of his shenanigans. <laughs> I know. Yet another concussion on this show. So many people take bumps to the head. Well, you know, it's, this, is, this show is a lot like the game of football. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of concussions everywhere. And they spread it around. It's not just the Winchesters that get concussions. They give as good as they get. <laughs> yeah, just a trail of brain trauma behind them. Well, anyway, so uh, Sam runs upstairs, and when he gets up there... He sees the demon, and Monica, that's the mother's name, she's up on the ceiling. She's still alive. Sam pulls out the Winchester, pulls the trigger, but before the bullet gets to the demon, he smokes out. Now, that's why I said there are two classes of demons. I think the yellow-eyed demon, that was a corporeal demon that smoked out, whereas other demons like Meg possess a human body. Okay. Where she couldn't just poof her, smoke her body out. She could smoke out of the body. Oh, yeah, you're right. But she can't take just a body form. Yeah. Right, exactly. All right. So, anyway, Sam's upset because he didn't get the demon, but... He yeah, he wants to run back in the burning house, but well, the house explodes at this point. Well, not with them in it. First, um, Sam gets Monica out. Dean runs, grabs the baby, and gets them out. But, yeah, they finally all get outside. When they're out there, they're looking at the house, and Sam sees that the demon is still in the nursery, and he does. He wants to go running back in. I don't understand why the demon's still in the nursery when the baby's outside now. I think maybe he did what he came to do. Blow up the house, but not take the kid? 
he doesn't take the kids. He um, will learn later what ha- what he does. Oh, okay. Um, it, same thing that happened to Sam. Um, but no, he doesn't take the kids. Well, I was just like, uh, the baby's outside now, dude. You're in the wrong spot. That room's on fire. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, we cut back to Sam and Dean. It looks like they're back at the motel. Um, and Dean can't get a hold of John. Right, Dean's trying to get a hold of John. He's not answering, so they think something up is up. But Sam's being a bitch again, and he's mad that Dean wouldn't let him run back in the house to get the demon. And Dean's like, dude, you're not going to commit suicide. You know, if, if getting this demon means you, you dying, he says, I hope we never see it again. <coughs> because he didn't think it was yeah. worth them giving up their life for. <coughs> yeah, and then, like, uh, call dad one last time. Right. So they do. They try um, calling John again, and Meg answers. And she says, you'll never see your dad again. To be continued. Yes. <laughs> to be continued. On next week's episode. Yeah. Episode 22. Pretty good episode. I like this one. Devil Strip. And I'm so excited because of the fact that in the next episode, we get introduced into, introduced to one of my favorite characters. Not going to say who it is, but, you know, and we learn a lot about stuff that the boys didn't really know about. He teaches them a lot. Okay, cool. Um, anything else you got for this episode? Because I... Yeah, like you said, other than going back and forth between Sam and Dean and John and Sam, and like Whiplash. It's like watching a tennis match back and forth. Yeah, they could have stayed on one storyline or the other a little <laughs> bit. Just played it out. I don't know why they had to shuffle it back and forth so much. but I think maybe just to show that it was all happening at the same time. It was happening to, to John. It was the same time that all this other crap was happening with Sam and Dean. And I think that's probably why they went back and forth like that. Although we knew it was the same night. It would have been funny if as they go back and forth, also the days and nights change. And it's like, <laughs> how, many, how many days is it taking? I think it adds up to two weeks worth of fighting. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> what are they doing in between? <laughs> that would be funny. But no, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, no, good episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, that's about all I can say. Right. And I, it was a good episode, you know, and again, Sam running around with his vision homing signal is funny. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> just like a bloodhound with this, like, I think his head was down and everything, just no, sniffing around. Well, and, and Sam did make the comment that the visions do get stronger. Well, let me back up. The closer he gets to the, where it's going to happen. No, they get stronger the closer they get to the demon. And if you notice, all of his visions that he's had do have something to do with this demon, something related with the demon. Right. So that's why he's like, yeah, it seems like the closer we get, the stronger my visions are. Well, I am very interested to find out more. It's too bad the Wayward Son wasn't playing. I, would I have, know. That would have gotten me excited. I noted that they had a rocking song in the beginning, but it was like, eh, this ain't the real song, though. No, and I can't, yes, I can't believe that in the digital they changed it. And they should have kept it right. Could, yeah, it could be. I don't know. But like we said before, Wayward Son is the unofficial theme song for this, for this show. Netflix probably didn't want to have to pay kansas for that because i'm guessing that they probably asked for a ton of money probably i don't know because it's not the official theme song for the show even it's just 
No. The sh- song that they used in the finale. So, like, it's just known to right. be a part of it. Right. It's a song that they use in several of the season finales um, when they go through the recap of what happened that season. But Netflix was playing it cheap, I guess. You'd think, they, <laughs> you'd think they'd be able to afford it, but I guess not. I don't know. Maybe they wanted like a bazillion dollars. Maybe they just dollars. wanted to update the song, make a newer song, so not an old-timey one. But they drive around in an old-timey cars. So. Yeah, I mean, you no, know, Dean is all about classic rock. It's a classic, man. You can't get away from that. That term classic rock, is it ever going to get updated where classic rock go involve like new bands disturbed and slipknot will that someday be classic rock or is classic rock always rock from the 60s and 70s no because the fact if you listen to WIBA they've got stuff that I was you know was considered rock that's true they got Guns N' Roses Guns N' Roses Nirvana and that wasn't classic rock when when it came out, no, but now it is because now the stuff that's the classic rock should maybe be played on the oldies station. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the classic, classic, classic rock. <laughs> oldies. I I did not care for oldies growing up as a kid. Did oh, you? I hated it because it was like, and then it was the one station that we had in Madison, and they played. Their guarantee was that they never played the same song twice in a single day. The problem is they played the same songs every day. Right. No, I just remember when I worked um, worked in Wisconsin Dells at the boat company, in the office across from ours, they had the oldie station on it. And when I w- whenever I'd go over there to visit the the two ladies that work there, if I heard a song that I knew, I would be like, "Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm officially old." My just job because here. you knew a song on the oldie station. Because yes, that meant I was friggin' old. I mean, some of it's good. Like I like that song "Runaway" and. You know, the Handels and stuff. Right. I don't know. It's all right, I guess. I was just sick of hearing the same crap every single day. Right. And then I, I asked my dad, too. I'm like, did you listen to this as a kid? He's like, no, hell no. This is garbage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he, it's he something. He was listening that's... to Led Zeppelin and Alice Cooper. And... Right. But I think it was something that was non-offensive to everyone. Yeah. You know, classic rock. You got your, pop, your, your top 40 people don't like it. Top 40 people radio station people who like classic rock don't want to listen to it but you know oldies everyone can agree that it sucks (laughs) (laughs) and so we all get along (laughs) anyway we're really going off the episode well this is probably what sam and dean discussed on their stakeout i'm sure they flipped through the radio stations and discussed music that that could be you never know you never and then know they got to like the student radio station listen to experimental jazz and rip the stereo out uh, that yes yes i see that. do they ever have like a tape deck or a cd player do they ever like show you what they're pl- listening to music with do they have their iphone plugged into the dash very first episode Dean, you've got to update your t- cassette collection. Dean says, why? Sam says, well, for one thing, they're cassettes. Oh, yeah. So, yes, he must have a, he does have a cassette he's got, player. He's got a cassette player in one of those boxes of cassettes that everyone used to drive around with in their car. Right, right. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Do you have a lot of cassettes as a kid? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, especially, you know, in my 20s, um, that's what, uh, you know, other than the radio, that's what you had in your car is the cassette player to listen to music that you want to listen to. And I had a lot of cassettes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely used to listen to a ton of them. Um, but then once I had a CD player, I never looked back. Right. That was the end of listening to that hiss. That right. <laughs> exactly. S yeah. That's yeah. on everything on a cassette. Just yeah. annoying. It yeah. is after, yeah, definitely. In a CD, just not having that. That was just the one selling point. I'm like, oh, my ears can take a break. <laughs> um, it sucked when the first CD players came out. They skipped all the time. It was really hard to have one in a car. Right. Unless you bought a special, like, really expensive high-end one. But right. I was always the kid that had, like, the Walkman, the cheap Discman. The, not the real Sony one, but the generic Discman. And then just, yeah, <laughs> then hooked it up to the tape adapter. But then I'd have to, like, set it on a hat or something in the car to try to give it some cushion <laughs> so it wouldn't get bumped around. <laughs> all right that's about it from me anything else no that's all like i said next episode season finale episode 22 called devil's trap nito bandito i can't wait to watch it so we'll talk about that tomorrow reminder for everyone we have a facebook group called armchair hunters you're gonna want to go over there and sign up for it now when it's still when there isn't a lot of people because in the future you're going to join that, and there's going to be just too many people. Now's the time to get in there and become popular. Don't live your life with your hands buried, with your head buried in your hands in shame that you missed out. Head over to our Facebook group and sign up and say hi. Yes, do it while it's cool because <laughs> it's, it's always cool, and then it becomes popular, and then it sucks. Yeah, it's cool when it's not popular. <laughs> get in there before it becomes popular. Um, of course, you're listening to us somehow, but if you don't know how you're listening to us, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, or just at our website, coupleofidgets.com, where we post everything at 5 o'clock. We haven't really been talking about this. We post our new episodes at 5 o'clock every day. We were a little late yesterday, but you didn't notice because you're listening to it today. Um, we try, we aim for 5 o'clock. We hope to. Yeah. Sometimes I forget, but it's like, ah, oh, crap, 5 o'clock. Well, if you subscribe to the We'll talk to you all tomorrow. All right. Have a great day. Bye.